Welcome to Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. Joe, come on up, man. Share the word with us this morning. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I love this church so much. You guys are so fun. Well, I come from Santa Cruz, California. My name is Joe Bieber. I have friends from Santa Cruz out here. This is Daniel and his son, Isaiah. Um, We do street ministry. We plan house churches and just minister the kingdom of God everywhere we go. And like Daniel said, I am in love with the gospel. I am so in love with the gospel. Why? Because there's only one gospel because there's only one person named Jesus. The gospel is a person. A message can't change anybody, but Jesus can. And the message of Jesus penetrating the human heart is the only thing that can bring freedom. In Ezekiel, it says, he removes our heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh so we can walk in his statutes. Jesus doesn't want to just give you a ticket to heaven, guys. He wants to soften your heart to look like his. One of my favorite things he ever says in the Bible is simply, follow me. Follow me. We're not following a religion. We're not following a church. We get to follow a person. We get to walk with him. We get to live like him. We get to be like him. We get to love like him. It's the greatest privilege to be able to share this message, to be able to share the gospel. And Um, I want to share some stories with you guys about just simply being obedient. My journey of evangelism did not start with me preaching in front of coffee shops. I I didn't wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm going to just go preach to all these people at a coffee shop. It it didn't happen like that. It, It started like many of you. Like, I know everybody's called to do evangelism. You want to know why? Because every one of you has been in a grocery store, has been in a shopping mall, has been somewhere. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you're following him, you have been somewhere where you felt an unction in my heart. I need to pray for someone. I need to just tell them about Jesus. If you're, if you're in the word of God, you're praying, this has happened to you. I know it has. You can't hide from me. <laughs> okay, and that was happening to me, and I was scared out of my mind. I didn't want to do this. I did not. I knew I was called. I got all the prophetic words. I've got all the prophetic words about doing evangelism. I don't know how to do this, God. It was almost frustrating. And I, uh, it started by just go up to tell people and tell them Jesus loves them. It started so simply. And I was so scared to do that. So scared to do that. But who knows that out of the heart the mouth speaks. And I was in love with him. And I wanted to tell everyone. If you're in love with, I always use a surfing reference because we live in California. If you're in love with surfing, you talk about surfing. If you're in love with sports, you talk about sports. I'm in love with Jesus and I just want to talk about him. He's done everything for me. He's delivered me from addiction. He's delivered me from shame and guilt. He's set me free that I can be truly born again. And it's available for everybody. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, you're so good. You're so kind. And after I got saved, I got radically born again. I crashed my truck into a tree, drunk driving. And I hit my knees and I said, all right, God, if you're real. I grew up in a Lutheran church and I just saw these people say one thing and do another. I said, this is not real. Those people are all hypocrites. I don't believe any of this. And I rebelled against the church extremely hard. And and I was drunk driving in Louisiana. I owned my own construction business. I sold everything I owned and said, there has to be more than life than this. All my friends thought I was crazy and losing my mind. And uh, I was out drinking one night, just broken, just seeking something when I should feel free and I feel broken inside. Who knows the world will never, ever satisfy you. You can have all the money. You can have the girl. You can have the cars, the house, whatever it is, it will never, ever satisfy the human heart. It never will. You'll always be seeking. 
when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well, he said, if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for a drink, and I'd give you living water, and you'd never, ever thirst again. You can come to him, guys. When he went out preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What's he saying here? Change the way you think. Heaven's all around you. What's in the kingdom of heaven? Every desire, every want, every need your human heart could ever imagine. Thank you, Jesus. He has more than enough for you guys. So I was broken in life. I thought I was free. I had all the money. I was traveling in a big fifth wheel, a brand new truck, could camp and stay and party wherever I want. I was young. Did really well. And <laughs> thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel said, you still are. Um, I was really young. And, uh, and I was just so mad because it's like I have everything worldly I could ever want and I'm broken inside and I became so like angry and just like dejected and just like, oh, I was so frustrated. I'm like, I know there's more than this. I know there's more than this. And I was at a podunk bar in Louisiana. Like I'm talking like plywood floors, a guy in a corner playing a banjo, like, like, in the middle of the backwoods, and I'm just having drinking beer, sitting at this bar with one of my friends, and just I'm just like, I'm just so angry. I'm just so angry. I'm just so, so upset because I'm just like, there's more to life than this, and I'm so depressed. And I, uh, I drive back that night, and I'm driving way too fast, and I go around a corner too fast and put my truck into a tree going 65 miles an hour should be dead shouldn't be here right now and I long story short I hit my knees the next morning I said okay God if you're real I'll give you my whole life I will give you my whole life I will give you everything I lay everything down show me a real I was so full of guilt and shame I thought I was gonna die and what did the Lord do? He poured out the most love, peace, and joy I've ever experienced in a moment. And it had nothing to do with my performance. It was me humbling myself before God and saying, I will give you everything. I will lay down everything. I just want you. I need you. And I laid everything down in that moment and got set free. The trees literally rejoiced. Who knows that Romans 8 says that creation longs for the freeing of sons and daughters. All creation longs for people to get set free. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And I gave my life to Jesus, and I began to open the Bible. And I began to read stuff about, in Romans, like, about the grace of God. That we're made right with God by faith. You're not made right with God by what you do, by you coming to church on Sunday or living a good life or being nice to a person. That, because the reality is this. We've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark. Compared to God, nobody is good. Everyone's evil. Because that's how good he is, not how evil you are. We're made righteous by faith, by believing that Jesus Christ is perfect, he's holy, that what he did on that cross, they sang my favorite song today for the cross. There's nothing more powerful than what happened on that cross and Jesus being resurrected. There is nothing more powerful. And what Jesus did on that cross, he took our sin, he took our shame, he took our guilt, he took all the punishment that I deserved when I was broken, and he says, here, let me take that from you. Free gift. You don't deserve this. You don't earn this. I just love you so much that I want you free. I want you to come back to me. I want to make you righteous. What's the word righteous mean? We heard that in church, to be right with God. It means you can come before God. If you've received the blood of Jesus, the sin that separated you from God is now removed. And you can come before him blameless, holy, and above reproach. Your sins are not only forgiven, they're forgotten. The righteousness of Jesus is now transferred on to you. You can't earn this, guys. You just can believe it. Faith activates grace in our life. 
I believe right now nothing is impossible. I believe that God's healing people in this room right now while I speak. Why? Because he's good. Because he is who he says he is. Because he hasn't changed. He's the same Jesus today as he was 2,000 years ago. He's the same one. He hasn't changed. And I gave my life to Jesus, guys, and this revelation about grace just flooded me. It just completely flooded me, and I, I, moved, uh, I, I moved across the country and, and lived with a the pastor. They discipled me, and I, I found my way to Bethel. Years later, I went through the ministry school there. I, I traveled with Chad Dedman for a while. It's just funny, all the, the circle. Um, and now I'm living in Santa Cruz, California. But when I moved to Santa Cruz, California, the Lord did something new in me there. I, I, I sat and I, I just knew that, that evangelism needed to go further. I, we are seeing a lot of people healed on the streets, saying people, God loves them. But who knows that we can go pray for someone to come up out of a wheelchair, tell them God loves them. But if they don't repent of their sin and turn to Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior, they'll still go to hell. That scared me, guys. The, the fear of the Lord gripped me because it was like, we need to get back to the simplicity of this message more than ever. If Jesus is coming back soon, which he very, mel, very well may, we need, to, we need to go after the lost. The simplicity of Jesus, the simplicity of message is so powerful. Romans 1.16, for I am unashamed of the gospel. It is the power of salvation for those who believe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, and I moved to Santa Cruz, and I got a word from the Lord that you're going to see a big harvest. And I, I hit my knees, and I prayed. Things are truly birthed in prayer because it's not about us. It's about crying out to God. It's about the Holy Spirit moving through us like a river, letting go of control and just allowing him to flow. Jesus said, out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we began to pray, and I knew a harvest was coming. And I, I didn't sit on the couch. I just went out. You know what? God gave me this word. I'm going to go out and start sharing the gospel with people. And I'll, I'll share some stories, but it's been about a year, and we've seen over 200 people come to Jesus and um, three to four house churches planted and people's lives being changed by the message of Jesus, by who he is by encountering him, by experiencing his presence, by, by seeing what the devil has done in their lives, but letting the truth set them free and falling in love with the one who did it. Thank you, Jesus. My friend Daniel's here. We're, we're out in the harvest all the time. We're out praying for people. We're out sharing the gospel. We live in a city that is not like Phoenix. You do not run into Christians on the street, guys. I bet, what do you think, Daniel, 1% one, 1 maybe of 1% Christian, there's more witches than Christians there. We've got a lot of work to do. We're busy. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but I just want to talk about the simple obedience of following him. When the Lord tugs on your heart, that simple word, buy this person's groceries behind you. Go pray for that person. The anointing comes through obedience. God's all given us gifts, but when we step out in obedience with the gift of God on our life, the anointing of God comes. He said, Holy Spirit will be in you, and he will come upon you. And I truly believe that through obedience, the power of God comes upon us. And that's for other people to experience. This is a Bethel church, I can say this. Bill Johnson says, he taught me this. He says, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me for me. He comes upon me for you. And simple obedience is powerful. I remember I had a really rough day. I shared this testimony with Pastor Daniel. I had a really rough day. I was at a house church and had a witch just walk in and just start doing crazy stuff, have to rebuke her and just like, wild stuff happening, but then the power of God came so powerfully and touched a bunch of people. People got healed, set free, crying, seeing Jesus, like powerful. 
and it was just a crazy day. I went to another church service and ministered, and it was just like crazy stuff kept happening, dealing with witches like all day long. And I was at the grocery store. It's like 8.30 at night. I'm standing in line with my frozen pizza. I've got a bag of cookies and milk. And I'm like, everybody just leave me alone. I'm going to go throw this pizza in the oven, eat some cookies and milk, and not talk to anybody for, for a little bit. It was one of those days. Who has those days? I'm human. I am human. And I hear, the, I hear the Lord behind me, or I hear the Lord saying, buy that woman's groceries behind you. I'm like, no, God, I'll, I'll buy some of his groceries tomorrow. <laughs> buy your groceries, Joe. No, I, I don't want to do this right now. Can I just buy some of his groceries tomorrow? I'll, I'll take some people out and do the works, the evangelism thing tomorrow. I don't want to do this right now. Then I have to remind myself, oh, yeah, I'm dead. I died to myself. I gave my life to Jesus. He's the Lord of my life. I'm a son of God. Greater love has no one than this than one lay down his life for my friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you to do. Ooh, Jesus, I feel the anointing right now. And, uh. I looked at the woman, she starts, the cashier starts ringing my groceries out. I look at the woman behind me. I'm like, hey, ma'am, can I, can I buy your groceries? She immediately starts crying. She goes, you have no idea. I had the worst day ever. I can't believe you. Why are you doing this for me? She just, she just couldn't figure out why. You know why she couldn't figure out why? Because the world says this. You do something nice for me, then I might do something nice for you. Jesus says, I freely give me, give love, freely give love, and the world can't figure it out. That's the grace of God. And this woman starts just weeping, and I, I start preaching, and kind of like at Elevate, I just look around, and I felt the anointing come on me, and I said, this is the grace of God. This is a free gift. You can never earn it. I just want to do something nice for you because Jesus sees you. The Lord spoke to me and told me to buy your groceries because he loves you more than anything, and he cares about the little things. He cares about the smallest things. He cares about the hairs on your head. He wants you back. He wants you to come home. The cashier's shaking. The power of God hits the cashier. She's shaking. She can't run, ring up my groceries or the lady's groceries. And she's like, what is this? I've never seen anything like this before. I look around and everyone in the grocery store is crying. Everyone I can see has tears streaming down their eyes. Why? Because they don't know what love is. The world does not know what love is. The world is focused on self. Jesus didn't just die on the cross for your sin, but he died to crucify self so you can be born again with a new nature and look like him. You sitting in this pew is not about you. It's for you to go out and be the light of the world. It's for you to come in here and encounter God and go be a light to your community. I, I look at church as like, I say this to you all the time. He's English, so he doesn't even know what I'm talking about half the time. But, but I'm always like, it's, it, church should look like a football huddle. Where we all gather, we all encourage each other, ready, break, and we all assume the position and we go fight hell and destroy it. You guys all go to the grocery store. You can all hear the voice of God. Watch what he does when you just say yes. Watch what he does when you just say yes. Look at Pastor Daniel's yes. I'm going to say yes to six months of evangelism. Look what God's done. Look what he can do. Just say yes. God is just looking for your yes, and he'll do the rest. This woman gets radically saved right there in the grocery store. Everyone is experiencing encountering God. I go back to that grocery store all the time, and people talk to me about it, and I get to share with them. And it just started by me getting outside of myself and being like, whoa, this woman's really hurting and broken. There's actually other people around me than just me. And then God comes and he changes everything. What's the purpose of Jesus, guys? It's to destroy all the works of the devil. 
Every single one. Jesus is going to destroy all the works of the devil in this room today. He's defeating depression and giving joy. He's defeating anxiety and giving peace because that's who he is. When he comes, hell can't stand. When you flip on the light, all darkness leaves. He is perfect light. You know when the second heaven comes, we won't even need the sun because Jesus shines so bright. And we'll just gather around the throne of God and a river will be flowing from the Lamb. And the trees will grow up with 12 fruits and they'll bring healing to the nations and we'll be in awe of Jesus forever. His face is shine brighter than the sun. We thank you, Jesus. This is another story about just simple obedience and then God just showing up so powerfully. I was, uh, there's, this, there's this ministry of these um, Korean women who have this mountain. It's called Fasting Prayer Mountain. It's one of the most epic ministries. If you're ever in Santa Cruz area, you have to go check it out. It's like an open heaven. These women have been fasting and praying, not consecutively, but for 40 years up, up on this, this mountain. And it is, I love these women. I go there and I help them all the time. She's like the, the pastor, her name's Pastor Cho. She's like 80 years old and she just gardens all day. It's just beautiful gardens all over. She just gardens and prays all day on this mountain. And I go up and talk to her and ask her about the mysteries of heaven. And <laughs> she's a prophet and just is wild. And I love just asking her questions and and getting wisdom from her. But I, I go up there and the Lord told me they had a, we had a big windstorm where we don't have that strong winds in California. And it, it blew like 70 miles an hour and there's trees and branches down everywhere. So I just went up there. The Lord said, go up there and just help them clean up sticks and, and pick stuff up. So I went up there that day and I was just, I was just simply working, worshiping God and just praying and praying in the spirit and just worshiping and just felt the joy of the Lord and just happy just picking up sticks like whether it's picking up sticks or preaching the church it's for the Lord I promise it's good if it's for him it doesn't matter whether it's working any job whether it's working a fast food job whether it's working a CEO job if you're doing it for the Lord and being obedient it's you're in the perfect place you're in the best place you could be and I was just picking up sticks, just enjoying God, enjoying who he was, praying. And, and I uh, see this young man coming over to me, and he brings me a, he comes, he's a Hispanic guy, and he brings me a bottle of water. I take the bottle of water, and I said, hey, how are you doing? He's like, good, good. I'm like, my friend, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? I just came out of my mouth. And he says, I was born a Christian doesn't work like that guys we can't be born a christian we're actually born into a world that's wicked we're actually born into a world that's broken you don't have to teach a baby to be selfish they're just mine gimme 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 we are born in a world that we gave the authority away to the devil and he's the spirit of this world the power of the air but jesus redeemed all that but we all have to choose him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that not one shall perish, but all have eternal life. Those who believe will inherit eternal life. Those who don't will be condemned. The gospel is really simple. The wages of sin, you live in sin, leads to death. Free gift of God, receive Jesus, eternal life. Disobedience is following the devil. Obedience is following God. This thing's so simple, guys. And I was there picking up sticks, and I just began to share the gospel with this kid while I kept working. And I look, and he is just locked on to me. And I'm like, oh, this is the Holy Spirit's doing something here. I go, let's sit down. Let me just pray for you, bro. Holy Ghost just blasts this kid right there. He runs away. I'm like, what just happened? I see him on a cell phone, and then he comes back. He's like, I called my mom. I told her what happened. She's been praying for me for years and just wrecked. I come to find out that he's with his whole drug rehab that is there volunteering, working off hours. My friend shows up because God told her to with her guitar. I said, hey, Rochelle, I know why you're here. We're about to have a revival service. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, go get your guitar. Just trust me. I feel like God's about to do something. 
So he goes and tells his whole group, like the woman at the well, I just met a man who told me everything about my life. He goes and tells the whole group, I gave my life to Jesus. I feel so free. I'm full of joy. I'm full of peace. I just met him. And the whole group is just like, what is happening? They invite me over. You want to come have lunch with us? I'm like, yeah, I want to come have lunch with you guys. Absolutely. And uh, God will give you opportunities. You do not have to self look for self-promotion. You don't have to look for any of that stuff to do ministry. You just have to yield to him and listen, make yourself available. And when he moves, you just go. I love the Passion Translation of Romans 8. It says, mature believers move by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. I want to be someone where the Holy Spirit can just whisper something to me and I pivot on a dime. When he tells me to wait, I wait. When he tells me to run, I run. When he tells me to lay down, I lay down. When he tells me to jump for joy, I jump for joy. I want to live my life so close to him that I know his voice, that it's loud like running waters, like rushing water in my ears. Every time he whispers, Jesus said, the sheep know my voice. I want to be a sheep that knows his voice. I want to be one that moves by the impulses of the Spirit. He doesn't have to yell at me. He can just whisper. I'm so close. He can just whisper, and I move, and I pivot on a dime. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I just pray right now, Lord, that anything blocking people's ears, that was the word of the Lord earlier. I don't know your name, the woman that released that word. I, I thank you, Father, that you are opening people's ears. You're opening people's hearts to hear your whisper. Thank you, Jesus. And So these guys, they invite me up to lunch. I get up there, and there's like 20 Hispanic guys, and I look at the, the young man. I said, can you translate? He says, yeah, don't use big words. I don't know any big words. We're, we're, in, we're in a good place. <laughs> and uh, I, the leader gave me the nod, like, share, share. And I just began to share the gospel. I just began to share the same message that you've all heard, that you've all received, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit came with power. The Lord starts touching me. I start getting words of knowledge across this place. While I'm sharing the gospel, I say, you, sir, with acid reflux right there, God is healing you. He stands up, gets completely healed. You with a knee problem, God's healing you too. Boom, boom, boom. Jesus said, you'll never believe unless you see miracle signs and wonders when he talked to the, the people. You will never, ever believe unless you see miracle signs and wonders. But blessed are you who don't see and still believe. And miracles begin to just break out. And these men who were hopeless, broken down, thought they had to work off their sin, began to get touched by the love of God that they couldn't earn. And I just began to preach to them, God gives second chances and he's given you one today. He'll give you a third, fourth, and sixth. You just have to humble yourself and come to him. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. There's a theme in the Bible. The ones who humbled themselves and fell at Jesus' feet got what they asked for. I want to be in that place. I want to be in that place where I'm the one, the persistent widow banging on heaven's door crying out for justice, and God looks down and says, oh, it's just Joe. Give him whatever he wants. Thank you, Jesus. And I begin to spend the afternoon with these guys, and they went from completely broken, lost, hopeless, trying to work off their own sin to full of joy, peace, knowing God loved them in a moment. And it had nothing to do with me. All I did was talk about the cross and how it's empty. Jesus isn't on there. He's alive. And the power of God comes and backs up that message. It backs up the message. But guys, we can't do this in the flesh. It's by the Spirit of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and how near and dear he is to me and how... I love Holy Spirit so much. 
I love Holy Spirit so much. And one of my favorite, where we, one of the, the times we first see Holy Spirit in the Gospels is in the baptism of Jesus. Jesus had a cousin that was really crazy. I don't know if you guys know about this guy. His name was John the Baptist, and I believe, guys, that this call is being released across our nation again. But it's not for the first coming of Jesus, it's for the second. John the Baptist was a wild man. He opposed the systems of the world. He ate bugs and honey. If, if, if a guy with dreadlocks was yelling at me in Santa Cruz that he, he knew the way to enlightenment and was eating bugs, I probably wouldn't listen to him. I can't believe anybody listened to this guy. But John opposed religion. He opposed the religious leaders for being wolves. You whitewashed tombs. Just like Jesus said, he opposed these people. You brought a vipers. Who told you to come here? Because what was John doing? He was baptizing people in water for what? The repentance of sin. The repentance of sin. He was saying, turn from your sin. Turn from your wicked ways. I'm preparing the way of the Lord. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. He's going to knock down mountains. He's going to smooth roads. Jesus Christ is coming. He's the Messiah. John the Baptist said two things about Jesus. He was baptizing people. One of them, he saw Jesus coming because he knew his calling. He knew that he was preparing the way for Jesus. It wasn't about him, but it was all about Jesus. And when Jesus walked up while John was baptizing people in repentance of sin, turn from your sin, follow God. He looks at Jesus and says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He recognized Jesus as who? The Savior. He said another thing about Jesus. He called him the baptizer. But Jesus never baptized anybody in water. His disciples did it. What did he say about Jesus in Matthew 3.11? When he talked about the coming Messiah, he said, I'm not unworthy to untie that guy's shoes. But the one who comes after me will baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire. And I promise you guys, this baptism will change your life. Some of you have met Jesus as Savior. Some of you have met Jesus as, as healer, as Father, as Lord. But have you met him as the baptizer? This is the greatest gift from the most loving Father. Jesus referred to this as the promise of the Father in Acts chapter 1. But I just want to read some of this to you guys because it's so good. We see the Trinity here. Look for the Trinity in this because that's, that's, that's my favorite part about this story. Hmm. I'm going to read Luke chapter 3. Where do I want to start? I'm going to start in verse 15. Now why the people were in a state of expectation while they were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was Christ, John answered and said to them, As for me, I baptize you with water, but the one who is coming is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thongs of his feet. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear the threshing floor and to gather wheat into barns, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. So with, many, so with many others' exhortations, he preached the gospel to the people. But Herod was reprimanded by him because of Herodides, his brother's wife, and because of all the wicked things which Herod done. Herod also added, to, added this to them. He locked John up in prison. Now... When all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, heaven opened up. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice from heaven cried out, You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In the book of Matthew, 
when Jesus comes up and asks John to baptize him, John says, you should baptize me. You are the son of God. And what does Jesus say? No, permitted at this time to fulfill all righteousness. If this was a baptism of repentance, why did Jesus get baptized? Jesus knew no sin. The Bible says he who knew no sin became your sin so you can be the righteousness of God. Jesus never sinned. Why did he get baptized? Because he was submitting to the Father. He was handing himself over to the Father. He was giving himself over. We see the humility of Jesus that he would come off the throne of God to become a little baby. The throne of God, the king of everything, to become a little baby. And he submitted to the Father. I love this verse. I'm going to read this too in Philippians. Make your attitude that of Christ Jesus, who existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantages. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of man. And when he had come as a man, in his external form, Jesus humbled himself to become a man. He emptied the right to be God. He gets baptized in water by John. He comes up out of the water. What happens? The Holy Spirit, this is Jesus' baptism of the Holy Spirit, descends upon him like a dove. Then it says he was led into the wilderness in the fullness of the Holy Spirit to overcome temptation of the devil. But what's the father say before that? This is my son whom I'm well pleased. And you two men that have chose to get baptized today, the same thing is going to happen to you. There's a blessing of obedience that comes from baptism. Jesus was baptized into the ministry. He was submitting himself to the Father. Jesus says those who believe and are baptized will be saved. You're giving yourself to the Lord. Romans 6 talks about that. I want to read that for you guys when I give a call about baptism. But you're choosing to die like Jesus died on the cross. When you go in that water, your sins, your guilt, your shame, everything is washed away. And you come out just like Jesus raised from the dead, you'll be raised to newness of life. Your past life can't hurt you anymore. It's gone. Galatians 5.1, I love this in the Passion as well. It says, let me be clear. The anointed one has set you free. Not partially free, but completely and wonderfully free but you must stubbornly refuse to go back to the bondage of your past. Guys, we don't have to go dig up our old life out of the grave. We just have to keep following him. Thank you, Father. Jesus receives the baptism. He receives the Holy Spirit. What does Holy Spirit do? Leads him to be tempted by the devil. Holy Spirit gives you power to overcome temptation that your flesh can't. In Romans 7, Paul talks about his life before the Spirit and how he tried to do good things. He tried to do good things, but he just couldn't. He wanted to do the right thing, but he just couldn't. And then Romans 8, he talks about life in the Spirit. There's no condemnation in Christ. For what the law of sin and death couldn't do, I am free and I walk in life in the Spirit of life and peace. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your Spirit. So I'm going to give a call if any of you want to receive that baptism today in a moment. But I want to talk about it a little more first. It is the greatest gift from the Father. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus says, You being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids. How much more will the Father of heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? The Holy Spirit you don't have to have Holy Spirit to be saved, but it is the greatest gift from the most loving Father. It's the greatest gift you can ever receive. It's 
the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead wants to come live inside of you. What did Jesus say when he talked about the Holy Spirit? He said, it's better that I leave this world than stay so the helper will come. That is the spirit of truth. He will never leave you. I will not leave you as orphans, Romans 8 says, because he is the spirit of adoption. The sin that separated us from God, Jesus died on the cross. He ascended to the right hand of God. He poured out his Holy Spirit. What's Holy Spirit to? Connects us to the Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus, as he's sharing about the Holy Spirit, he says he will be your comforter. When you're in trouble, he will comfort you. He will be your counselor. He says he will not only bring in a remembrance of all things Jesus has taught you, but he will teach you all things. And in 1 John 2.27, John says, the anointing will teach you all things. Does that mean you can't learn from me or Pastor Daniel or Pastor Joy? No, it's the anointing working through us that teaches you. Thank you, Jesus. So this Jesus, as he gave himself up on the cross and he was pierced, he was beaten, he was whipped. He says, it is finished. He defeated sin and death, and he rose again. He met with his disciples and the followers 11 different times. He ate fish with them. He restored Peter. He, he gave him so much faith. He kept teaching about the kingdom of God, let him touch the holes in his hands, show it was really him. He was flesh. He really rose from the dead. But he said this in Acts chapter 1. you, Jesus. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. You are so good. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you have heard of me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it is it at this time that you're restoring the kingdom of Israel? He said, it is not for you to know times or epochs, but which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even the remotest parts of the earth. You will receive, what did I talk about in Luke 11? You ask the Father. He will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Jesus says right here, the promised gift of the Father. What does it do? It gives us power from on high to what? Be witnesses. You can't preach in front of coffee shops without the Holy Spirit. Or you're just a crazy person, probably. <laughs> God wants to fill every single person with this same Holy Spirit. There's five accounts of people getting filled with this. Spirit, the first one we see is in Acts chapter 2. You guys have all heard the message preached, or most of you have. Tongues of fire came upon them. Why they gathered in the upper room, why they were being obedient to what Jesus told them to do. There's 500 there when he ascended. There's only 120 in the upper room. Where'd the other ones go? They must have been busy. They had to go to work. They had to do other things. They were busy with life. They had to. They had to do things that got in the way. They are too busy to go pray. Thank you, Jesus, for obedience. We want to be obedient. We don't want to miss you. We don't want to miss your fire. And in comes like a sound of rushing wind. And they got filled with the power of God. And these guys went from lowly fishermen to preachers of the gospel in a minute. And Peter went out into the city. There would have been thousands of people around and began to preach, you crucified the Lord Jesus. You're the ones who did it, whom God anointed and chose as the Messiah. You crucified him. You didn't see him. You missed him. Whom God raised up and seated at the right hand. And it says they were pierced to the heart. Cut to the heart. 
from what they had did, that they had missed the Messiah. And it says that day that 3,000 people repented of their sins and got baptized in water and received the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. This gift is for everybody. This gift will empower you with spiritual gifts of healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. This gift will make your heart soft to God. It will help you discern the Bible. Jesus is looking for those who worship in spirit and truth. So I'm going to give an invitation. I want everybody to stand with me right now. How do I know if I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? It's just like in the Bible. You speak with new tongues. Who talked about speaking in tongues first? Jesus did. He said, those who believe in Mark 16, these signs will follow those who believe, and they will do what? They will speak in new tongues. God uses the foolish things of man to give the very power of God. What does speaking in tongues sounds like? It's just to demystify it for you, it sounds like God gives us a prayer language. Why would we need a prayer language? When you're praying in this prayer language, you're uttering the very mysteries of heaven. It says that in 1 Corinthians. Uttering the very mysteries of heaven. If you've never received this and you want to, all you have to do is ask. But we're all going to pray this prayer together because I believe that there can be a second filling. There can be a second filling. We see this in the Bible too. When Peter cried out for boldness, Holy Ghost shook him like an earthquake. And they got filled again with more boldness and began to preach with more fire in their eyes. More love for Jesus. More miracles followed. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. We're going to all pray this prayer together, and we're going to ask for this. You don't have to do this, guys. You're asking the Father for this gift. And I promise you, it's the greatest gift you'll ever receive. It is the very love of God, the fire of God, the Spirit of God coming into a believer. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to just say this prayer. Everybody can say it with me. Then we're all going to step out in faith and begin to speak with new tongues. It'll f some of you right now are already feeling a fire coming in your belly. That's the river of living water. You just have to let it out. You have to let go of control and just surrender and submit to Jesus. And let him just fill you with tongues. We're going to just pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I believe you are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the promised gift of the Father. I renounce all false teaching I've heard about you. And I ask you to come fill me with your person and power. Put your hands out like this, like you're getting a gift. If you want this right now, put it out. Put your hands out. And I'm going to just begin to pray. Everyone begin to pray in the Spirit. Jesus, I ask right now, don't look at me, look to Jesus. Phil, and just begin to speak. Just begin to speak. Phil. 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 That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Keep praying, keep praying. Phil, you have it, that's it. Thank you. Phil, 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 Phil. Everybody keep praying in the spirit. Don't look at Jesus, let go. Just keep praying. People are getting it right now for the first time in this room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Jesus is opening deaf ears right now. I pray ears to be opened in Jesus' name. I thank you ears open right now. Someone with fibromyalgia is being healed right now. If you have fibromyalgia, put your hands in the air right now. That's you right there, isn't it? Fire in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Eye diseases, be healed right now. If you have an eye disease, put a hand in there. Let me see your hand. I want to pray for you. Any eye diseases? Where are you? Is it you right there? Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be healed. Put your hand on her and pray. Thank you, Jesus. If you have arthritis in your hands and it's like hurts you to write, hurts you to type, put your hands in there and just start waving them. God's healing you. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Put your hands on him, Daniel. Pray for him. Healed. Be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Be healed. Thank you, Father. The Lord is here, and he's doing miracles. If you need a miracle in your body, you don't have to wait for me to pray for you. Just get it. Bad backs are being healed right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Put your hands up. Fire on you right now. Fire on you right now. Thank you, Jesus. You, sir, God is restoring you. God is restoring you. He's restoring things in your heart that have been broken. You're going to have encounters with God for the next week. In Jesus' name, I pray for, put your hand on that man right there. Somebody for me. Dylan, can you pray for the guy behind you? I thank you, Father, for healing any physical limitations in your body. I pray for unbelief to be broken. I pray for a gift of faith to come upon you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Everyone stay in this position, but you can take a seat if you want to. Thank you, Lord. Guys, that is your gift now. Thank you, God. God is touching you right now, man. I just pray, Phil, 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 Phil. Thank you, Jesus. Phil, thank you, Father. That's the love of the Father. He loves you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We're going to give one more invitation I got baptized in a Lutheran church as a baby. But you know what? My parents chose that for me. I didn't get to choose it. And I grew up, I had, I told you my story. And every time I'd come home, the devil would just beat me up. Every time I'd go back to my little hometown in Clear Lake, Iowa of 7,000 people, the devil would just beat me up. And I was like, God, I was at Bethel. And I was like, God, why, why do I get so attacked with depression, anxiety, fear? I just feel like my old life when I go back home, like tries to jump on me. The addiction, all the junk. And the Lord says, it's because you haven't been baptized yet. And I had no scripture context at the time. I just said, okay, I got baptized and the oppression could never, ever hurt me again. That anxiety when I go home is gone. The fear when I go home is gone. Baptism is supernatural. It's not a ritual. This is your old self dying and drowning in the water. You get raised to newness of life. I'm going to just read Romans 6 to you guys. So we're dead. We've been saved. Does that give us permission to sin? No. It says, what shall we say? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin live in it? 
Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, you're not getting baptized into the awaken. You're getting baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're coming under the covering of the Godhead today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's blessings that come. He is now your protector. He is now over top of you. You are sealed in him. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we might too walk in newness of life. You too, my friends. I want you to stand. If you're getting baptized today, I want you to stand. I'm going to give this invitation. If you've been baptized as a baby, thank you, Jesus, for these two men. I thank you, Father. Bro. Anxiety and fear that's gripped you is never going to hurt you again. It's never going to. Worry is done, man. Sleepless nights are done. You're going to have the best night of sleep you've had in so long tonight, bro. You've been having trouble sleeping? Yeah. That's gone today. You're going to rest so well knowing that you're saved, knowing that your soul is saved for eternity. Eternal life doesn't start when we die. It starts when we say yes. Thank you, God. Is there anybody else in here that you feel like you need to get baptized? Yeah? Stand. Stand up. This is what courage looks like. This is what bravery looks like. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. This is a, this is a deliverance. Things are going away that have haunted you, that have hurt you. We have towels for you guys, all that stuff. You guys have, may have been baptized when you were younger, but you walked away and you didn't know what it meant. You guys can sit. I know there's more people in this room. I know there's more people in this room, and I'm giving you an invitation. The fear can drown in the water today. The anxiety, the depression can drown in the water today. The lust can drown in the water today. And you can walk out of here in newness of life. I want to wait because I know there's more of you. And I know there's freedom for you. I do this not to scare you because I love you. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else? Well, we're going to be baptizing people. So if you want to jump in, you haven't missed it yet. I just want to pray for this whole church. And then we're going to march over to the baptism. And we're going to have a party. You know what it says? You know what it says? What, when a sinner repents in heaven, you know what happens? There's joy in the presence of angels. There's a party that goes on in heaven. And there's going to go a party in. A heavenly party is going to happen in this room over you guys today. A heavenly. Who wants to have a heavenly party with me today? Let's do it. Let's do it. Everybody stand. I want to pray. Then we're going to go do baptism. I thank you, Father, that you are good. I thank you that you are holy. I thank you that you are pure. I thank you that you are deliverer. I thank you, Jesus, that there is freedom coming upon people still in this room right now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for so much freedom coming upon. Man in the, man in the blue right now, I declare healing over your back and your knees right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I just bless this church. I just pray the spirit, I just feel led to pray this, that the spirit of evangelism, that you become unashamed of the gospel, begins to sweep across this church. See, everyone say this with me. Who doesn't want to hear good news? Who doesn't want to receive a free gift? Amen. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Daniel. Thank you guys for having me.